Do we still believe in Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Witt Jr.? What should you do with Justin Steele? Join us for a gripping episode where we provide you with the best players to trade for and to trade away on this action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I am your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Wane. Yeah, always good, guys. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it. If you could do that for us, it helps a long way to grow the outreach of the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, you hit that little bell below. It will subscribe you to the channel. It will also give you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And once again, if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time Ticket Purchasing app. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, always guaranteed. And Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team secret weapon as we provide you with must add or oh, must add oh not must add must trade four and away players. So we got a lot of trade talks for you guys. I know we've been keeping you updated. We've made some good calls. Mostly good calls. I'd say I'd say about eighty percent good calls here. So I'm locked on. So you want to you know stay tuned for the whole episode. But Matt, who do we got up first? I'm pretty sure it's one of your boys. That it is, man. Um, that's Mr. Bobby Wood Jr. So here's the thing, guys. Bobby Wood Jr. If you're an owner, you're probably a little fatigued. But that's just because he's not doing what we thought he would do and take the step forward this year. But the thing is, though, if you look at his overall stats on the season. And what he's done in the last month, I actually feel like Bobby Wood is on pace for a better season than what he had last year. So this is what he's doing on the season right now. 37 runs, 10 bombs, 28 ribs, 20 stolen bases already. 20. And he's batting about 239. That's one of the categories that I'm really disappointed in his batting average. But here's the thing, though. Over the last two weeks, he's batting about 273. And over the last month, 265. The counting stats are up. He's got four bombs in the last month. He's got about 13 ribs and 13 runs. Eight stolen bases to mix in with that. Like Bobby's performing at such a high level right now that it's all, it, if he can start putting the bat to the ball a little bit more frequent and get that batting average up to about like 270, 275, where I think he's going to be. And the home runs will just come with it. And he could finish as like at this rate, he could probably finish as, you know, probably 40 stolen bases already because last year in 591 at bats, he had 30 stolen bases and he's only at 264. So we're about a little, little less than halfway. So he might be able to scoop up and get to the 35, 40 range in stolen bases. And for home runs, he might be able to get to that 20 mark, 25 mark. And I'm really happy with that season. As long as he can get that batting average to about a 275. And then maybe next year we're talking about him taking that step forward to do at least a 30, 30 season. Right now, Bobby Wood, I think, is a great buy low because the owners are probably fatigued. And I think you could start talking them up and start saying, oh, you know, it's sophomore slump. I really just need a third baseman or shortstop. 
and let me take him off your hands for somebody we'll talk about later or for somebody that's super overperforming that's kind of has some still some clout in their name and you can see if you can kind of rob Bobby Witt out, out from under him before he finally does catch his stride and start really breaking out. Matt, great, great, great take there on Bobby Witt. I do have something funny. that Matt will probably find this a little bit more funny than a lot of you fans out there. But Bobby Witt and I actually share the same birthday. Coming up, you know, this week, we, uh, I didn't know that. So shout out to Bobby Witt. Makes me like him a little bit more. We were actually both born on the same day. So shout out to Bobby Witt. Uh, you know, my fellow uh, birthday um, mate. But as Matt mentioned, a lot of great points there on Bobby Witt. The steals are going to be up from last year. The home runs look to be kind of similar on par. Uh, as Matt mentioned, you know, the batting average is up over the last two weeks and, you know, last month. I think Bobby Witt's going to wind up being, you know, maybe not his whole career, but at least for the foreseeable future, maybe next couple of seasons. So the, um, something clicks a little bit more, maybe a 260, 270 hitter. Um, you know, but definitely buy low. You can buy low right now. You know, people see that 239 batting average and only the 10 bombs, a little bit disappointed. I think you can get him for a steal. So go out there and trade for Bobby Witt Jr. And, you know, his fellow rookie from last year. Let's talk about J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez, another guy. You know, he's kind of been tuning it up over the past, you know, uh, 30 days, two weeks, uh, similarly to Bobby Witt there. And, you know, once again, as I mentioned with um, Bobby, fatigue. You know, a lot of the owners are getting tired of, you know, just hanging in there with, you know, the mediocre stats on the season. You know, Julio's only hitting 245 with 12 bombs and, you know, 12 stolen bases. And, you know, he was a first number one pick in a lot of, lot of leagues. So, you know, got like, you know, guys are getting tired of it. You might be able to go out there, do a two for one where you're getting the best player in Julio and, you know, not giving up as much. But over the last 30 days, Julio turned in that corner, 15 runs. Five homers, 17 RBI, six deals, 283 batting average. I don't think Julio lives up to the hype, you know, on the season as, you know, the number one pick, you know, no top three pick that he was. But I still think he finishes close to last year, you know, 275, 280 batting average, uh, 25 plus bombs. You know, he's going to get to that 25 steals again. The counting stats should be fine. The RBIs might be up a little bit from last year. The runs might be up a little bit from last year. But I think, you know, on the whole, you know, guys like Julio and Bobby Witt, they're, you know, premier talents, guys that you really can't sleep on. And if you can get them on the cheap right now, I think that's what you need to do because they did the similar thing last year. First two months really didn't do too much. Started to pick it up June, July, August, and then, you know, took you to the promised land in September. So, you know, with that being said, though, let's move on to our next guy, another young gun. Uh, you know, no no pun intended, but let's talk about Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson, man, you know, everyone's really disappointed in him. Go um, on, brother. Do I get to talk at all about Julio? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, of course you do. Bro. I mean, you just <laughs> hopped in there. My fault, bro. Jesus, I'm just – I'm revving I'm revving and rolling today, brother. I'm sorry. Hop in there, man. What's your take on Julio Rodriguez? It's I'm sorry all- about that. It's all good. I'm just a forgotten child over here. No, no, that's my fault, brother. We, we were having a tough night over here. My brain's going a mile a minute, but uh, hop in there, brother. I'm sorry about that. That's it's on a, me. It's all good. Just, you know, try not to let it happen again. But, uh, <laughs> all right, Julio, I think, is a great I, I'm I'm selfish when it comes to my boy. I'm selfish. We know, and you were rolling right into the next one. Um, Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get my let's get the point across real quick. Cause I'm sure everybody wants to stab us. Um, Julio Rodriguez, I think, is a great buy low. I'm not going to go reiterate every Dom, everything Dom just said, other than the fact he's just a slow starter. So this is probably your last window of buying opportunity before he kind of sm- starts smashing 
So just go for it, and you'll get him on the cheap. All right. Now I'm going to talk about Gunnar Henderson. Okay. Take him, take him, brother. My turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Gunner has been smoking the ball after starting really slow in spring, starting this whole season off really slow, and has finally picked it up over the last two weeks. In two weeks, seven runs, four bombs, ten ribs, two stolen bases, batting 394. Last week, five runs, three bombs, six ribs, two stolen bases, 526. Gunnar Henderson, we all know what the career looked like when he was in the minors, why he was when uh, was the number one prospect at one point. And, you know, he has all the upside in the world. He just hasn't been able to really get it done since really being in the bigs. And in 2022, he kind of got like a little cup of coffee, you know, batted about 259. He had four bombs, 18 ribs, stolen base, and like 12 runs, which isn't bad for a cup of coffee. I'm not mad at it. But like you look at this kid in 2022 in the, in the minors, he had a really ridiculous season. He had 101 runs. He had 19 bombs, seven triples, 24 doubles, 76 ribs, stole 22 bases, and he batted 297. Like, we all know what Gunnar Henderson can be, what that upside is. And the way Baltimore just rolls out prospects these days is just really upsetting for me as a Yankee fan. Don't get me started. But Gunnar Henderson ultimately, I think, is a, is a great attempt at getting by low i think the window may be passed but it's not um what do you call it it's not worth it's not how do i put this you have to shoot your shot close yeah you have to shoot your shot and see what you can do you might have to give up a little bit more than just one of the guys will name low uh a little bit um in a little bit but i think gunner henderson is at least worth a buy but i wouldn't overpay either and you could still say oh you know this is a fluke this is going to be this he's going to end up bouncing back but i kind of want to take the shot you know, let's see what Gunnar Henderson is and go from there. I, it, It's about a 50-50 shot whether you'll be able to pull off this trade or not, but I think at least you got to shoot your shot on Gunnar Henderson. And before I give my take on Gunnar Henderson, we talk about a former Cy Young Award winner, uh, a Los Angeles Dodgers rookie that's taking the league by storm, and we tell you what to do with Justin Steele. I just need to talk about our sponsor, the Game Time Ticket Purchasing app. Have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast, easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in. Lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's a reason why it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, always guaranteed. And, guys, you know, um, as always, I want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow where we talk about must-add players for your watch list and IL. 
Also, real quick, we're almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, and we couldn't have done it without you. If you enjoy the show and want to help us out, please share the podcast with a few friends who also love fantasy baseball or baseball in general. We'd be truly grateful for your support. But all right, let me hop in here. I was very anxious about my Gunnar Henderson take, and I unfortunately, Matthew, I apologize, my brother, once again for you know uh, chomping at the bit. I'm to, watching you, know, you cut here, bro. You off there and watching talk. you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Let me just – I'll talk about Gunner real quick, and then you can hop into our next guy who I know you're a fan of as well. We both have been a fan of for years. Mm-hmm. But real quick on Gunner Henderson, I'll, I'll go out and say this. Uh, you know, the roster ship percentage has jumped 11% this week. He's up to 81% owned. It should be 100. Gunner Henderson should be owned everywhere. You know, he's back to leading off for Baltimore over the last two games. He's been red hot, multi-hit uh, games in his last three games. I, I think he needs to be universally owned. You know, he's six foot three, two twenty, big boy in his baseball body already. You know, and, and Gunnar Henderson's only twenty two years old. Kid is twenty two years old. Cut him some slack. Big league pitching is tough to hit. You know, took him some time to figure it out and readjust back to them. But on the season, he still's got nine home runs, four steals. I could see him finishing with twenty five bombs, fifteen steals. I think that batting average is going to climb a lot higher than we all expect. I think for the rest of the way, Gunnar Henderson could hit. 280, 285. So maybe he finishes the year with like a 265, 270 batting average overall. I, I think the kid's absolutely great. Matt mentioned, you know, that's why he was one of the top prospects, you know, over the last couple of years. I think he was right behind Corbin Carroll for the most part. Might have been number one at some point. But Gunnar Henderson's an absolute stud. If he's available in your league by some magical chance, pick him up. Go out there, you know, offer the trade for him. You know, it might be harder over the because over the last week he's been absolutely mashing, but I think there is still some owners that may not be paying full attention where you can go out and you can get him a little cheaper than you might expect to. But Matt, please take this next guy because I know it's somebody you love as well as myself. As much as I would love to talk about him first, it's it's I'm I'm doing the courtesy for my mistake earlier. Thank you. I appreciate it. I am taking this. Uh, Mr. Blake Snell, somebody we both touted all draft season saying the comeback was going to happen as long as he didn't throw his curveball. So here's the thing. Actually, the curveball has been pretty successful this year. Um, he's thrown it. It's the second most thrown pitch. Um, he's been very fat, four seam, ha- uh, fastball heavy this year. He's thrown that a hundred, uh, 702 times and he's thrown the change up 198 times his curveball about 185 times and the slider 172 times. Now, it's crazy, but I mean, he's actually getting a whiff rate on his changeup right now at a forty-four percent, which is actually bananas. Which I like to—I like to see that he's been able to at least figure out his changeup and add that to his arsenal. And it seems like he's trusting it since it's his second most, second pitch most thrown at um and out of his uh, pitch mix, which I really like. So maybe Blake Snell has turned a corner with that pitch and now has just added that to his great repertoire of slider and curveball, along with that phenomenal four-seam uh, fastball. So right now, I really like what Gunner, I'm not Gunner, what Blake Snell has done. Uh, if you look at his last couple of stats too, like he went out against Colorado at Colorado, only gave up, you know, a, a run. He had a one two nine ERA through seven, twelve Ks and a .43 uh, WHIP. Like that's phenomenal. Went out against the Cubs, had eight Ks, gave up no runs. Miami, no runs, seven Ks. Washington, one point eight. Boston hit him around a little bit. Dodgers, a three ERA. Dodgers again a three ERA. Like he's putting out good showings. Like he's only had one really bad start out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten starts. And here's the thing, right? The Blake Snell owner is probably aware of where of what he's doing. And they probably are gonna it's gonna be hard to get him to 
you know, part away from Blake Snell. Here's the thing. He just got hit by a comebacker. So he's going to be out and probably get his next start pushed. This is the perfect opportunity to say, oh, look, this kid can't come back from healthy. Look, he drops a weight on his foot. You know, now he's getting hit by comebackers. He's a little pansy. You know, try and sell it to him that, like, you know, you really need to, like, get rid of this kid. He's a real, you know, baby when it, when it comes to getting hurt. And then you sneak it out from under him and see what you can do on the sales pitch. You're going to have to give up a little bit to get Blake Snell. You're not going to get him for free 99 but I don't think it's going to be overwhelming amount where you're giving up a whole lot of resources. So I would definitely target Blake Snell. Yeah. I mean, good news is that they're saying Blake Snell, you know, the x-rays came back negative and him and uh, the manager over there in San Diego said that he should be able to make his next start. Don't quote me on it, quote them on it because that's the quote from them. But, you know, over Blake Snell's last four starts, as Matt mentioned, combined all those stats from those four games, it's a 075 ERA and under one whip, uh, 33 strikeouts in 24 innings, only 10 walks throughout that time. Batters are hitting 148 against him throughout that time. But if we even go back a little further than that and talk about Blake Snell's last 10 starts, 56 innings over his last 10 starts, 27 walks, 65 strikeouts, 305 ERA. It looks like a, like a 105 whip. Batters are hitting 185 against him during that time. So Blake Snell's kind of, you know, in, throughout his last 10 starts, it's one bad start where he gave up six innings against Boston. Six and his runs. first three. Oh, uh, yeah, six runs. Sorry about that. I said six innings. Six runs <laughs> against Boston. And then he gave up, you know, his first three starts. It was three runs, four runs, and three runs. So Blake Snell's kind of you know, turned it up over his last six starts. I think there's still a buy low opportunity where his, you know, ERA on the season's at a three, seven, eight, and he has a one, three, three whip for the season. So there is uh, you know, you can go talk to the Blake Snell owner and say, Hey, his numbers still don't look great on the year. As Matt mentioned, oh, he's hurt. You know, you can play that up a little bit. Maybe they didn't see the quote where, you know, the x-rays and everything came back fine. But you know, um, with that being said, I think Blake Snell's a very, very, you know, good buy low candidate. A lot of these guys we talk about, the windows usually you know, getting close, uh, you know, smaller and smaller where you could trade for them. You know, we're trying to give you like the ripe, uh, you know, time to go out and get these guys. So you need to do it now. We have one more guy that you need to, you know, trade for. Then we're going to get into the tradeaways here. You know, got a lot of good names coming up. As I mentioned, the young superstar pitcher for Los Angeles. We got Justin Steele. We got a couple of other big names. We got a, you know, guy with the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, it's been pitching pretty well. But let's talk about this next guy here. Matt, you, you talked about Blake Snell, right? Let, let me make sure we, you got Blake Snell in, right? Yeah, you could have this guy. All right. So I, I'll, I'll do a little short rant. Matt can, you know, dig a little deeper on this guy than I can because, you know, it's one of his boys. Let's talk about Logan Gilbert. He's been struggling a little bit of late. You know, the whip still looks clean. The whip on the season's 103. I love to see that. That means the control's good. The strikeouts are still high at 81 through 74 innings. It's just the earned runs. He's got to, you know, figure out, you know, what he's doing. Over his last three starts, it's been one good one, two pretty bad ones. Against the Angels, he gave up six earned runs. Um, San Diego looked good when only one earned run in New York. I don't know how many runs that exactly was, but it was 11 to 5 ERA. So it looks like four or five runs against New York. And the Yankees lineup is not, you know, that, you know, scary anymore without Aaron Judge in the middle of it. And, you know, DJ striking out a ton, Stanton not looking his sharp self. So the Yankees got to figure something else out, but that's another rant for another time. But we all know Logan Gilbert's talent. You know, over the last couple of years, kind of been a young breakout pitcher. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Like, as I said, Matt might be able to dig a little bit deeper into this than I can. But, you know, 
big six foot six righty, two fifteen. You know, three two zero ERA last year, hundred eighty five innings, hundred and seventy four strikeouts with the one one eight WHIP. So once again, I'm not really hundred percent sure here what the issue is, but over thirteen starts this year, the ERA is a little bit inflated. Matt, my brother, what do you got for us on Logan Gilbert? So here's my thing. Um, Logan Gilbert, actually, I'm, I'm really doing a deep dive on him as we're, as we're sitting here taking a look at it, right? His, he's lost about a mile per hour on his fastball. He's lost three miles per hour on his sinker. He's, um, he's about a mile per hour lower on his changeup, but he's gained about two miles per hour on his slider and his spin rate is down on almost all his pitches this year. So something is going on with his grip. That'll do it too. Yeah, so like there's and sorry, I'm throwing out a little bit more advanced stats tonight, but like when I'm starting to see why uh, what a pitcher's doing and why they're failing, I, I got to go past a little bit of FIP and his expected batting average and things like that. I got to see exactly what's causing it. So that's why I'm looking at his actual pitches. What what kind of where his stats are in terms of these individual pitches? So it looks like something's just off where he is not getting the exact results, whether he maybe has changed something in the offseason or is working on something to maybe save his elbow or something of the sort. It's wild. But let's hope that there's a correction. Maybe we're just, you know, seeing a little bit of a growing phase for him and the pitching coach has gotten his head. We shall see. I think Logan Gilbert is primed for a bounce back, so you should go out there and get him. But let's move on here. And I'm going to tell you about a, a couple pitchers that are coming up that you really want to, you know, trade – Trade while the value's hot, and really go after uh, go after trading them before they start their value starts hitting the floor like a weight dropping on Blake Snell's foot. All right, and we're back. All right, Dom, take it away. Yeah, so um, let's talk about Bobby Miller. I mean, and I, I just want to preface this as we go into the guys to trade away. I say this every episode. You know, every time we talk about these guys. The thing is, is not that we don't like them, not that we don't think they're good, but it's to maximize value. It's to say, hey, these guys are killing it right now. Go out there and trade them for, you know, as much as you can. And, you know, they'll kind of kind of return to the mean. Even if Bobby Miller, you know, winds up being a fantastic pickup, which I think he could be, he's not going to maintain a 078 ERA. He's not going to maintain a 083 whip. You know, he he can he might be able to, you know, retain the, you know, the winnings because he's on a great team and he may be able to retain the the K per nine. But you know what? If you can go out there right now and trade, you know, a Bobby Witt for I could even I could see somebody straight up giving you Logan Gilbert for Bobby Miller right now. And if you can make that trade, absolutely do it. Absolutely do it. Uh, you know, the Logan Gilbert owners are probably a little bit frustrated over his last couple of starts. Hey, maybe you got to throw in like a closer or something like that, something small. But go out there and take advantage of that right now. Like I said, Bobby Miller's a good pitcher, you know, young, good, good young 24-year-old. But, you know, he was kind of getting spanked around in the minors uh, in 2022 over, you know, um, 23 starts. He had a 4.25 ERA. He did have well over a K per nine at 112 innings for Bobby Miller, 145 strikeouts last year in the minors. The whip is good. He's got pretty solid control. So I still think you can go out there, and if you can get yourself a top 30, 35 pitcher for Bobby Miller and a little something else, I think that's worth making the move. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby Miller has a lot of value in terms of, one, he's young, so he's enticing and sexy. And two, you know, Bobby Miller, you know, prior to this year, was a high-end pitching prospect, and we did break it down that we 
we do say sometimes it takes a little bit longer for them to figure it out. But it seems like Bobby Miller just said, yo, I'm pissed. I'm not called up. They called him up. and He's like, yo, I'm sticking around. That's just that's at least seems what Bobby Miller is doing. He's not giving up that rotation spot. So I won't blame you if you feel a little hesitant to dump him. But, yo, going out there, getting a Logan Gilbert or a Blake Snell, somebody that's done it a bunch of times. I'd much rather have them over Bobby Miller just based off that fact, because one, you got to look, got to look at it too. Bobby Miller is going to have innings restrictions. So he's not going to, he may not be there in crucial times that you need him. Yes. Uh, Bobby, point. Bobby Miller, you know, may get some fatigue because he's probably going to hit um, a career high on innings pitched, which means he's eventually going to break down and not be as excellent as he is. These are things you got to look at when you have a pitcher that's getting called up for the first time. A lot of these obstacles that they can face where you might want to say, okay, maybe I could sell high and get somebody that's going to be able to get you and make it all the way through to the playoffs. And we get that championship where I don't see Bobby Miller being up by the time we're going for the playoffs. You know, they may be sending him down and saving him for the playoffs. So I would 100% trade away Bobby Miller, but all right, enough on him. Let's talk about Mr. Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller is another one, you know, overperforming and, it's funny, he's actually one of my guilty pleasures as well because Dom and I were all over him two years ago and watching his oh, stuff. Yeah. He, he is electric. He is a good pitcher, but he's on the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we all know what that's like, so it's just, uh. Um, but he's performing well above it, well above where he should be, but he does get lit up every once in a while. Oakland lit him up for 8-4-4. San Francisco lit him up for 6. Seattle lit him up for 9. And these are his ERAs, right? Um, then all that before was all gold, right? So what I'm seeing is a trend where, hey, he might be breaking down and the excellence might return him to the norm. And, you know, he might get, go back to like a, uh, you know, a high three, low four ERA pitcher who can get you strikeouts. But right now with him being ranked like the 18th overall player in a five by five uh, roto, roto league, like, I'm 100% trying to trade him for a Blake Snell or Logan Gilbert. Um, shoot, I'm I'm going to mix him in there and try and maybe seal the deal if the person doesn't have good pitching for a Gunnar Henderson or even a Bobby Witt. 100%, you can totally capitalize on Mitch Keller because I promise you, as much as I like Mitch Keller, this isn't going to last. The only thing that would give him a boost in my, in, in my book would be is if he gets traded the trade deadline to a team that's going to develop him like Oakland, they love the churn out pitchers, the Dodgers, or um, Dom, give me another one. The Yankees. Yankees, <laughs> eh, even though I don't really want him pitching in that park, but maybe yeah. the Mets or Miami. Like, well, he's not going to go to Miami. They have two. Even if pitchers. Baltimore, even I could see Baltimore wanting to add, you know, another, or even Tampa. You know, I hate yeah. the teams in our division, but. You know, teams that could use one more decent pitcher in their rotation, especially Tampa with losing Springs and Rasmussen, they could mm-hmm. use one more guy like that. You know, but Matt, am I, am I chiming in here? Am I, am I taking over? I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off. But uh, anything else good. on Keller? It's okay. all good. All We're right. running long anyway, so we got to move this yeah, along just, anyway. Just real quick with Keller, the numbers still look great. While the numbers still look as good as they do, that's when you want to trade him. His last four starts combined, a 5.92 ERA, under a strikeout per nine. The whip is very high over that time. So you want to make the move on Mitch Keller before you know the shoe falls off the other foot. But let's move on. You know We kind of been teasing him a little bit here. It's Justin Steele. 
Justin Steele, you know, he's working his way back from that injury. They're saying it's not too severe. I think it was a hamstring, Matt. You want to correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was a hamstring on, on heel. I mean, on Steele. <laughs> on heel. On uh, Justin Steele. Numbers um, still look fantastic on the season. I still forearm. think you can get a lot for Justin Steele right now. It's a forearm and he's targeting the middle of June. Forearm, forearm, forearm. So, yeah, well, actually – Okay, yeah, so he should be back sooner than later. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, like I said, his numbers still look great on the season. First deal at 68 innings, 58 strikeouts, six wins, 265 ERA, 106 whip, and eight of his starts have been quality starts. So he's been really getting it done. But I don't think Steele continues this dominance, so you can still trade him while those numbers look great. You know, Matt and I told you to trade him when the ERA was sub one. It's already up over, you know, two and a half. Uh, he's not a K per nine guy. Who knows if the Cubs are going to keep it up in this miraculous season here? But I think you trade Justin Steele for honestly, like like I told we told you, Gilbert and Snell are great targets right now. Go out with one of those two. Start the trade off with Justin Steele and work from there. Yeah, event, pretty much take advantage of your league and people not understanding who Justin Steele is and what he is as a pitcher, and he is not this good. So you know, try and dump him off on somebody that maybe is new to the new to fantasy baseball. Or somebody that just genuinely just doesn't pay attention as much as you do and get off the trade while it's hot. But all right, let's move on here. We're going to go a little bit faster because we're running late today. We're going to talk about Mr. Josh Naylor. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about him and, you know, I talked about on the waiver wire show, you need to pick him up because, you know, what he goes through the, like a month or two throughout the season where he just has a lights out month and then he 100% dies, right? And this is that month. Like, he's going off. Like, Josh Naylor is having a month here. Um, you know, the last month, the last two weeks, let alone 11 runs, a bomb, 16 ribs, stolen base bat in 447. Like, one, that's not sustainable. And two, like, you know, this is what he does. The last month, 15 runs, four bombs, 28 ribs, a stolen base bat in 405. Like, yo, Naylor, you're killing it. Congratulations, bro. We all know this ain't going to last. Let me read you off what he did last year. Right, April, he batted 311. He had five runs. He had two doubles, two bombs, seven ribs. Like that, that's a nice stat line for the 46 at bats. Then he comes back in July, goes off again. You know, he has 10 runs, he had five bombs, he had 12 ribs, he's batting 333. Like that's his kind of pattern where he'll go off for like a month and get you some impressive stats or get you like a nice little boost. You need to run and go get Josh Naylor. This is the perfect time to dump him because everybody still gets teased by him. He is literally the Adrian Gonzalez incarnate where like he has one big month and then, you know, it's over and done with and he's back to mediocrity. So Josh Naylor, I think 100% you could sell high as hell right now with these stats and get yourself somebody real nice. Yeah, Matt, great take on Josh Nail. I agree with everything you said. I'm not really going to comment too much, except the guy The guy does have some power in that bat, but the batting average is going to fall from grace. And I, I don't see him continuing it at this level for the rest of the season. But let's move on to our last guy, Luis Arias. And if you've been playing fantasy, you know, you know, you know the story of Luis Arias. He's going to hit, you know, well over 300, but that's all he does. He really does not bring anything else to the table besides that batting average. Uh, you know, he could chip in some runs. The RBIs aren't going to be there because he's hitting leadoff for Miami. Miami's bottom of the lineup is not very good. Not really anybody to drive in for him. So really a two out of five, the five major categories guy. Um, 
just don't, you know, no speed to speak of, no power to speak of, you know, eight home runs last year and 547 at-bats. So I think the thing is, while the guy's hitting 397, which will will come down, he's not going to hit, he's not Tony Gwynn. He's not going to hit, you know, 350, 360, even though he can. I don't see it happening at 316 last year. So I think you go out there, you capitalize while the batting average is super high, and you trade Luis Arias first and second eligibility on Yahoo. Just trade him, throw him in. A, I would trade him straight up for Gunnar Henderson. And if you could work him in a trade for Bobby Witt and Julio Rodriguez, maybe with like a starting pitcher or something like that, to get the deal done, you should definitely do it while you can. Yeah. And most of these guys we just talked about are waiver wire guys. So if you've been listening to us, you probably have at least two of these guys on your team that we talked about that you need to trade away. So we're not going to say one of these guys, maybe still you might be able to go and walk away with a Logan Gilbert. But, you know, other than that, you're going to have to package these guys. So if you have multitude of these guys, you can go out there and shoot an offer. And Arias is a nice little, like, finishing touch. Because right now, you too, this is a selling point. You always, I always talk about, you know, sell me the pen, right? Sell me this pen moment. How am I going to get this trade done? You got to make a sales pitch. And... Luis Arias right now, this is your sales pitch, has 30 RBIs on the season. Last year for the total season at 547 at-bats, he had 49. So if he does, like, this is the thing. Right now he's on trajectory to have 60 to 70 uh, RBIs, which is great. Now he could have the same amount of runs with 88 and, you know, 77, 75 ribs. You know, that gives him a bonus with that. Batting 350, you could say. Like, he's killing it this year, batting almost 400. Try and put a spin on it to get the deal done and maybe make him the the last piece that gets the job done in a trade for one of these guys up top. But, Dom, I think you could take it away, sir. Hey, guys, so that's all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. Also, thank you to our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to lock on for a new episode tomorrow where we provide you with the best must-add players for your IL and watch list. But until then, folks, see you. Peace.